What's up, Cowboys Nation? This is the Warriors team of Blogging the Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am your host, Paul Stewart. And in case you're wondering, our very own Maid Murray is currently on holiday, living it up in the islands of Mexico, which I'm rather jealous of. But, but I am joined by a really special guest. You can find her on Cowboys, uh, Dallas Cowboys Daily every Friday on bloggingtheboys.com and girls talk boys talk on dallascowboys.com. And she is also one of the biggest Taylor Swift fans I know. It's the one and only Jess Navarez. How are we doing? Oh my goodness. What an intro. You had to throw in the Taylor Swift thing. And I just, uh, I love you. This is why I love you so much. You had to throw <laughs> it in there. Let them know. Let them know right off the bat. I Either had to. I had to. Like, so. Know, music choice what can i say i'm a proud swifty through and through it's all good uh, and that's it makes it makes a big swifty fan as well i mean uh but yeah so but welcome welcome to the world's Thank team you. yeah you know what meg's enjoying her perfectly well-deserved rest and relaxation time on the beach and yeah two of us are jealous right now meg you're gonna listen back to this and just know we're jealous, but you deserve it. Every Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so she looks as though she's enjoying a really good time right now. But 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 uh, kind of now going after it's now been one week after the draft, pretty much no near say. But how are we feeling about it? Like how do we feel about the overall draft class and what do we think the direction of the Dallas Cowboys have kind of went? Like, is there a particular theme we're going here? Like, so what are your thoughts on that with Jess? Yeah, and I think like everybody when it comes to the draft is you have your initial reaction period and then you let it sink in and you settle it in and then you you really understand what's going on, right? So um, I've learned how emotional people can be during that initial draft reaction period. Oh, yeah. Um, wow, that, that was a lot at once, but I hope everybody has woosawed a little bit uh, out of their system since then, because that was a lot. Listen, that's probably the best way to describe this year's NFL draft, is doing the whole Martin Lawrence woosah from Bad Boys 2. That, that, yeah, like, it's, I'm one of those people, like, I was shot the fact that we went defensive tackle. I think it was just yeah. because... The media, mainstream media were saying, oh, we need to go for a tight end. We need to go for an offensive guard in the first round. But who's to say that's what the Cowboys want to do? Like, that's right. just the media telling us. And we come, and I think, even myself, I completely forgot what would make more sense to go for a guy like Mazzy Smith. Like, the more you think about it, it is a fantastic pick. It really is. Yeah, yeah no. And I, I think what you're seeing now is this shift within the Cowboys to, you know, we always heard last season that the run game was the identity of this Cowboys offense, right? Mm -hmm. But then you look at the defense and they were just strong overall. They didn't really have an identity. The Cowboys as a whole, their identity was a strong defense, but with a drop off in the run game. So it only makes sense that if you want to continue to build upwards, you had to address the trenches. You had to address the run game and you had to address the fact that the RPO style offense against our defense just was not something that you ever wanted to see. And especially when you have to play a team like the Eagles, which unfortunately that is their bread and butter. Jalen Hurts is not going anywhere as we see, as we've seen from his new contract deal. And they run an RPO style offense. You have to sure up that your defense and your D line is just ready to go and stuffed within those trenches as much as possible. So Mozzie Smith, very unexpected for everybody, me included, but I'm so glad that they got him. He fits right into this Cowboys culture. He just seems like a guy that would be on the Dallas Cowboys. He just yeah. fits right 
athlete. Like, and the thing that was most impressive about it is just for a guy his size is his athleticism. It's unbelievable. Like that we've all seen the video of him back in Michigan going up those uh, pyramid steps. Like it was like ridiculous. Scary. Like I just can't believe how athletic and a guy his size can move so fast. But the thing, obviously, there is a couple of weaknesses from Mazzy Smith, and he knows, but it's just the way how the system at Michigan, they didn't really utilize him in a pass rush type of scenario. He was there for one job, and that's them to stop the run. And that is what his bread and butter is. And that's what and that's the thing that we definitely need. So, but with Aiden Durdy in the realms, I'm sure he will definitely do a fantastic job with a weapon like Mazzy Smith in the A gap and potentially going up against yeah. the center and the guard, taking on the double teams. How to break off, how to with the uh, the swim moves and stuff like that. So I think we're in a really good place when it comes to that compared to last year, which we were ranked 29th in the league in the run defense. Yeah. So it's only going to go up. Yeah, well, and that was your kryptonite of your Cowboys defense was protect or st- stuffing the run. I mean, yeah. it was it was just so apparent that teams were taking advantage of that weakness, not just from the beginning, because it was a little shirt up when you had Leighton Van Der Esch, and then you, of course, had Jonathan Hankins. But when both of those guys were out, what the heck are you going to do in that case? And something that I thought was interesting that Micah Parsons brought up was that you needed a guy like Mozzie Smith, especially after the offseason when you lose a guy like Carlos Watkins, who was so mm. underrated and so Absolutely. I totally agree. So, you know, when, when Micah said that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I mean, everybody was too busy, me included. I will eat crow all day, every day on this. We were all too busy talking about the offensive side of the ball because, yes, there's still some concern there, Um, and, and we'll get into that. But also, you forget that, yeah, Carlos Watkins was a pretty big loss in this offseason that, again, he's so underappreciated. He's always been, but he's a big guy that you need, especially when you're talking about shoring up a run defense. So, Mozzie Smith, welcome to Dallas Man, I'm excited to see the kind of player he's going to become under Dan Quinn. Most of all, so excited. Definitely. And and kind of, it kind of relates to the other side of the ball where our second round pick with Luke Shoemaker as well. It's like, what type of tight end he is. He's yeah. a he's a he's completely different style to Dalton Schultz. I'd say he's more of a blocking tight end. And again, what does that actually elevate to? Help with the run blocking as well, help with the rushing game. As well, also, it does have weapons and catching. Like, don't get me wrong, like, the Schumacher pack was more of a surprise than the Mazzy Smith pack. But I, again, after processing it, I understand where they went with it. There, obviously, there was the debate could be went with Osiris Torrance from Florida. To me, I was gutted the fact that the the, the, uh, the Giants picked John Michael Schmitz right just right before us because I thought that would have been the pick because that guy can yeah. play guard as well. but Tight end was something we did need to address, but it makes sense. And I'm, I mean, so, but yeah, um, it's just one of those ones. It's like, could be done something else there, but I think the Cowboys didn't make the right decision in that. So, what are your thoughts on Luke Shoemaker? You know what? I'm really excited to see what this guy's going to do. He's going to fit right in. He is the mold of a Dallas Cowboys tight end, right? Yeah, now. he's a prototype. Like, when you, when you look at him physically. Offense. Yeah, like he's like a physical specimen. It really does. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is, yes, he plays different than Dalton, but he basically has the same body shape as Dalton. So he's the same height. He's 6'5". He only weighs a little bit more than Dalton Schultz, a little over 245 Mm -hmm. at that point. 
he just uses his body in a different way than Dalton Schultz did. And when you're talking about an offense that lost Zeke, which yes, we know as a back Zeke was losing productivity, but as a blocker, Zeke was absolutely still putting in work, even though he was battered and bruised up. But you're talking about an offense that needs blockers. I mean, because I'm not too sure Tony Pollard can really step into that kind of role that Zeke was as a blocker. Yeah. As, yeah. as a running back, absolutely productive. As a blocker, I'm not too sure yet. I See, haven't seen enough to really know. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. There's one thing I've been advocating to a lot of Cowboys fans saying, oh, Zeke isn't productive, but, it's a bit, but you're missing the point. When it comes to the yeah. passing game, Zeke yeah. is probably top tier, one of the best pass-protecting running backs you're ever going to see and when it came to pre-draft everyone was talking about would you draft B. John Robinson and I said no because mm -hmm. even though he's a great rusher but him and pass protection scares me like and there's yeah. more there's more to that game because there was the whole argument like if you were to put this three running backs in order from Ezekiel Elliott to Saquon Barkley to B. John Robinson I would put Ezekiel Elliott top because he has an overall skill set then Saquon again overall then B. John but in terms of rushing capability, Bijan would be number one, 100%. Yeah. But oh, yeah. it, it, so that just kind of shows the dynamic. Like you just can't, you need to have more weapons than just rushing to be part of this Cowboys unit. Like so you, need, you need to protect your quarterback as well. Well, and with the O-line being such a big question mark right now, you need all the help you can get really in that area. And so losing Zeke, yes, it's a big locker room loss because he is just the glue to that locker room. And, I can't even imagine how the guys feel having to know that that guy's just not going to be around anymore because he's such a big presence. Um, you're losing a, a, a great blocker, like you said, and people wonder, you know, why is his productivity getting low as a back? Well, because he's blocking, his body is constantly go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And you can only take so much when you're blocking big guys like Zeke would block and he would block them. He would find a way to get those matchups and he would block them. But, yeah, um, you know, when we're talking about Schoonmaker, I really like, yes, he comes from a pro style offense. So he's a really easy guy to plug and play within this Cowboys offense. I don't necessarily think he's going to take the tight end one spot, but I am interested to see how they utilize both him and Jake Ferguson to maybe like switch it up a little bit. And again, give that offense a little bit more versatility. And it gives Mike McCarthy the freedom to be so creative with that tight end room. Now that he's calling the plays, especially with this type of West coast offense that we're going for right now, like completely yeah. different direction to what Kelly Moore's going, but I've got a really good interest in uh, like, so when it comes to recapping all the draft packs, we can go like to Deuce Vaughn as well, but if there's one thing I've noticed that every single draft pick has in common is coachability. Mm-hmm. Yep. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. 
And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Like, there's no personas, there's no... Yeah. They've come from very like um humble backgrounds. They're willing to learn, very coachable. That is a coach's dream to have yeah. them like come into the team and have them mold the way you see fit. They're willing to be that type of person and do the job. So, like rather than having someone saying, "Oh yeah, I'm the best" or whatever, not and then just to have that yeah. kind of somewhat negative attitude. Yeah. That's probably why Schumacher, uh, Schumacher. Uh, Schumacher, yes. Sorry, <laughs> there goes my accent going. Um, I, love it. Put, I love it. This is probably why he was drafted so highly because people tend to forget, like, there could yeah. be, like, Osiris Torrance might be a special guard, who knows, but is he coachable? That's probably why he might, might be falling down the draft board so much. This is why maybe Josh Downs, the wide receiver, fell down yeah. so, so low and he got picked up by Indianapolis, because that was one guy that was mentioned quite a lot in the draft process was Josh Downs picked up in the second round, or even potentially in the first. Yeah, like, There was whole rumors about that. I totally agree, and I think the Cowboys have a type right now. As long as Mike McCarthy is the head coach, there's going to be a certain type of guy that they're going for, and it is. It's, it's a coachable guy that wants to learn and is very versatile and open to learning multiple things here. All of these guys you're talking about in the draft have multiple skill sets, whether it's, you know, Schoonmaker, who comes from that pro-style offense already, who, yes, can block, but he can also be a receiver and he can create separation and he has speed. Or it's DeMarvian Overshone, who is a converted safety. So you're talking about a guy that can not only be a linebacker, but potentially a safety at some point. You're talking about Ozzie Smith that really can go wherever you need him to go at this point in the trenches but it's all versatile and they all are willing to do what they need to do to yes compete for those starting positions but also because they want to do it because they believe in the cowboys culture from day one and that's it's so rare it's it's awesome to see see and this is why i think this draft is very underrated when you really put it into perspective for things when you look at it in first hand like the initial shock factor is like why did we do this? But when you start to peel all the layers off why the decisions were made, it makes so much sense. Yep. And, and so when it comes to looking at the overall grade of this draft, I would have to give it like a, an A or A minus yeah. or A minus in that yeah. ballpark. Like obviously, like I would I would like to have addressed guard probably a lot mm-hmm. sooner, but again, we just don't know what the coachability of those certain players were available at the time. So, again, I trust the process. I trust Will McClay. And I just love what he did for the whole um, the Deuce Bond segment. Oh, okay. Like him and Jerry interacting while his dad was outside talking to him on the phone. I thought that was Beautiful. fantastic. Yes. No. And and Deuce is a storyline in himself, right? I mean, he wrote the story. He was the draft story, period. Not yeah. even just within Cowboys Nation. Everybody across the NFL was talking about Deuce Vaughn and just this incredible moment with his dad, Chris. And for me, you're talking about a guy that to me, look, I was once, you know, my brother, um, I grew up with him and he was a wrestler. My dad was the wrestling coach. And to see that dynamic of kind of, and it's different because Chris is obviously not a coach, but you almost have to prove yourself a little bit more. Like to watch my brother growing up, having to prove himself more to be like, no, I'm good because I'm earning these opportunities, not because my dad's the coach. 
I I feel for Deuce Vaughn in the sense that he had to work harder than anybody else in the room to prove one, my size isn't a disadvantage. And two, I'm not getting this because my dad's a scout for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm getting this because I deserve it. I worked hard and I know that this is my opportunity. So get me that guy all day, every day, because he's always going to play with that chip on his shoulder and always feel like he is going to be the hardest worker in the room. I mean, period. He, I'm so excited to see what he's going to bring. 100%. I told locker room guy i feel like he's just gonna be one of those locker room guys that brings that that spirit and that energy into the locker room which again i'm gonna harp on this all day every day you need after the loss of ezekiel elliott you need it i'll tell you something as well the the fun didn't even stop there we actually had a really good productive undrafted free agency as well like Hunter Lopeke from um, North Dakota State, yep. a guy everyone was talking about, the fullback who can play actually more than fullback. He can play yep. slot, he can play running back, he can block. He, like the guy does it all. And he's went on draft and we got him. Like that was a lot of people's pet cats in this draft. Yep. No, and I think also when you're talking about the undrafted free agents, never count them out. I mean, there we go. Yep. We not remember the story of Tony Romo, ladies and gents. I mean, Come on, never count out an undrafted free agent because even when you think to recent times to somebody who was pretty surprising early on, I to me, I think of wide receiver Dennis Houston and everything he was able to do, you know, pretty early on. And then Michael Gallup got healthy. That kind of booted him out of that starting position. But again, now going into that year two, you hear the term year two jump a lot. He's somebody that I'm looking at to get in that wide receiver competition. Like, Dennis, you had a great start to your your last year. What are you going to do this year? But back to our undrafted free agents, you know, the Cowboys this year, I'm so excited to see really where these guys fit in because it's just stacking up. And even offensively, it wasn't an offensive heavy draft, but I believe in the process. Mm -hmm. I trust the process. Look, um, I think everybody needs the reminder that these people, these scouts, these coaches, they do this for a living and there's a plan behind it. They're not just picking random guys just to do it. Like, Trust the process. We almost do this song and dance every single year where it's like, oh, that was a horrible draft. Ah, oh, Tyler Smith's not going to be anything. Why did they do that? Look what he did. <laughs> I mean, it's it's incredible to just kind of watch. We we go through a cycle every year and we're part of the draft cycle, but let's break the cycle. Let's be excited for these guys. And, Absolutely. And up, you know, like I'm, I'm definitely getting more into the fact that I am going to stop listening to all these media analysts like your Mel yeah. Kuypers and that because clearly, like I, I'm, I'm actually going to just start going like, okay, just look at the roster. What is the biggest weakness? Like I actually right. kind of look at that now, like rather than listen to what best play, like because it did feel like we were going best player available, but with the position and needs, mm-hmm. it was like the mixture of both. It wasn't yeah. like we didn't decide to go for best player available, which at the time was probably Nolan Smith and. Obviously, there's some, and he obviously went to that stinking team in Philadelphia, but who cares? But honestly, what a fun rivalry. I I actually, this is maybe a hot take, but I like when Philadelphia is stacked and I like when they are actually a good team because it makes the rivalry, rivalry. It makes it more personal. 
Definitely. Yeah, like- and it doesn't give anybody an excuse to be like, oh, well, we're just not the better team right now. No, both teams are really good in their own right. They had great drafts. The Eagles can't take away that uh, they're basically Georgia's entire football team now. But, you know, that- yeah. <laughs> They're great. They had a great draft. They had a great, obviously successful um, season last season going to the Super Bowl. And then Jalen Hurts. I mean, if he wasn't a Philadelphia Eagle, he's somebody I would root for through and through. But because he is the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm like, I like you as a person. I just don't like your team, man. Like, come on. Um, But he's a great guy on and off the field. It's just... um, it, it makes the rivalry better when you have two great quarterbacks. You have Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts. It, it makes it better, right? Like, it's not a drop-off with either one, and it's always going to make it a little bit more fun. And then, you know, the other two teams, you have the Commanders and the Giants. They're just they're just kind of there. They, they're competing. Yeah. With, you know, like, for the, yeah, the, the, the Commanders are just in a weird situation right now. Like, yeah. like stadium falling apart. They're changing our name nearly every two years type of thing. <laughs> Like the owner, yeah. blah, blah. We don't need to go into details with that. But basically, they're looking for a new partner, someone trying to buy the team. And the Giants, that well, in fairness to the Giants, they have improved. I never thought Danny yeah. Dimes would have the season that he would have last year. Yeah. So, yeah. so fair play to him. But, but I also, I mean, just the NFC East as a whole, including the Commanders, which is insane, is we the, best, the, be- it's, best it's the best division in the division. NFL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, NFC Beast, right? Like, it's so funny how the tables turn and, and the tides turn. And so um, it, it's interesting, too, how quick time time goes by to see that Dak is kind of the veteran quarterback. He is the veteran quarterback yeah. in the NFC East and just the NFC right now because everybody, Aaron you know, Rogers the to AFC. Yep. right, like Aaron Rodgers is gone and, you know, like Derek Carr to the Saints, like all your veteran guys are starting their new tenure somewhere else except Dak Prescott, who's, man. That his career has just flown by so far, and it's so crazy to think about. It's funny that I just kind of mentioned Aaron Rodgers there in the Jets. So we played the New York Jets this year at home. Mm-hmm. What do you think are the chances that is going to be this year's Thanksgiving game? I mean, why wouldn't it be right? Like, mm. you want to drive views? Why would that not be the first thing you think of? And um, it's a primetime spot. It's probably, if not your highest watched Thursday night slot all season. Um, just it's a Thanksgiving Day game. It drives views. Everybody's going to be watching, and then you just get the good old Aaron Rodgers versus the Cowboys camaraderie again. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? It, I mean, it, it really makes sense. Watching. It makes sense from that it perspective. And, and for me, I'm not scared. Bring Aaron Rodgers on on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. I don't care. I don't care when the Cowboys play him. I don't care what what time, what day. I am just so excited because what you guys think Aaron Rodgers is, and and it's one of those things that as a Cowboys fan, I understand you have like this deep rooted trauma of Aaron Rodgers. I get it, but you're not seeing the same Aaron Rodgers that he was even two or three years ago. Yeah. You're talking about an Aaron Rodgers that didn't even make it to the playoffs last year, guys. I mean. You're not talking about an elite quarterback that he once was. Not to say he can't turn it on when he needs to, but you're also talking about a Dak Prescott who absolutely has this offense building around him in the right ways right now. And you have your veteran play caller that you were absolutely just kind of lacking on the offensive side now. Dak has every 
right and every uh, building block to be successful this season. So bring it on. I don't care if it's on Thanksgiving or not. Bring it on. Definitely. I mean, with regards to the likes of Aaron Rodgers, there was one game in particular last season. Funny enough, it was one of the international series games back in London against the New York Giants. He completely threw the last ball of the game. It felt like it was the Super Bowl with the Seahawks and Patriots all over again. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. And and I was just like, I couldn't believe this. Like, did Aaron Rodgers just do that? Like yeah. it, it didn't feel real, but it cost them the game. The Giants ended up, ended up winning. No mm-hmm. one expected that to happen. I ended yeah. up losing money on my bet because of it. So oh, thank no. you. Thank you, A-Rod, never for bet. that. Never <laughs> bet, never bet. And you know what? The thing about Aaron Rodgers is if you just get in on him early and you rush those edges and you just get all the touches on him that you can, he gets frustrated so easily. And when you get him to a certain level of frustration, the play just starts to dwindle yep. down. Yep. So uh-huh. for me, also another perk of playing him, you know, kind of mid season form is you're getting all of the early jitters out that every NFL team sees at the beginning of the season. You're not seeing your prime form team. And Thanksgiving is around the time where you really start to see this team unfold and form into the best version of itself. So I think it could also just be an advantage, the timing of the season to play uh, somebody like Aaron Rodgers around the Thanksgiving game. I think it could only help them. Absolutely. Um, so, some news is kind of, and I kind of mentioned this just kind of briefly in regards to the international series games with the Packers and Giants last year, but for this year, and it is somewhat Cowboys related when we're talking about primetime TV and stuff like that. So, but I'll go into this one first. So, there has been a leak by German media. Um, so, and it's not been confirmed or anything like that, but the schedule is due to be released on the 11th, I believe. But by German reports, it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Chicago Bears and the New England Patriot versus the New Orleans Saints. So that is, seems to be the fixture for the Germany games. But obviously in the UK, we've still got the Jags, the Titans, and the Bills as the representative home AFC teams. But with the Bills game, the Cowboys name still keeps popping up. The problem I have with that game, as much as I would love the Cowboys to come to London again, because it's been since 2014 against Jacksonville, Tony Romo to Diaz Bryant at the time. I, it was my first ever game. I was smit- smitten as a kitten that day. That day. <laughs> um, but this year, I... Ha- very doubt that's going to happen because the, the magnitude of this game, Josh Allen, Nat Prescott, but in a 2.30pm kickoff in the UK, which is 6, so 8.30 in the morning central time, it doesn't make sense, especially for a primetime television slot. Yeah, no, I... I don't know. I think, you know, those international games are just such an incredible way for international fans to enjoy games and see games because it's expensive and it's really hard to come over here to watch games. I certainly know all about that. (laughs) So to give anybody the opportunity to see a football team, you know, professional NFL team play in in that setting is just so special, but it's even more special when you're talking about these prime time kind of games and, um, quarterbacks that are at their prime right now I think it would be incredible I'm just again I'm not sure logistically how that would work and really the only comparison I have and it's such a lame comparison is right now we're in the middle of hockey playoff season 
And I also do work with the Dallas Stars. And so it's interesting to see, you know, how the scheduling works because you're going against the Kraken right now, who is on a West Coast time zone. And so back in Dallas, when, you know, all of the games are at the American Airlines Center, so far the games have been at 830, kind of to, you know, make the the people on the West Coast watching the Kraken be able to watch it at a decent time around 630. And so when it comes to scheduling, you kind of have to keep your fan base in mind too, like you're talking about with the time zones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because otherwise there's no point in doing it really logistically from a business side if people aren't going to be watching it and, and watching it through the TV, right? Because yeah. we know yeah. it's all about business. It's, it's still a business at the end of the day. But um, either way, I mean, I... I personally would love to go to one of those games, even if the Cowboys were not playing. I think that would be oh, such you, a you would love it, Jess. You would love it. So, uh, obviously, back in 2014, like Dave Hillman, yeah. Kelsey Charles, um, all came over and stuff like that. That's how I got to meet uh, everyone from DallasCowboys.com and they yeah. had a, such a good, strong relationship with the UK Cowboys fans. And ever yeah. since then, we've always kind of had good links with Derek Eagleton and stuff like that. And, yeah. but, uh, but since then, it's just like, they love to come back over, but my guess is like the only time I think is with the NFL international marketing agreement, I think the Cowboys are going to host the next Mexico game, either 2024 or 2026, based on how the ISG games are being utilized right now. So I think when it comes to London, I think we're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, and, and I think um, no matter what, whatever game that uh that goes over that way it's going to be just an it's, experience oh yeah i would possibly love to see that myself and i don't even live over there but i've never even been to london can you believe you, that you've never been oh no. it's, it's like never been. it's like a, a very posher version of new york i would say Ooh, i've never been to new york either where have you no. not where have you been <laughs> Disneyland, that, oh, Disneyland Disney World. those are my two my two go-tos uh vegas i've been to vegas and, you know, it's funny is before I moved to the Dallas area, all my vacations would be in the Dallas area. So now I'm like, well, now where do I go? Because I, I live here. It's not really a vacation spot anymore. It's kind of ironic. My vacation is Dallas. That's it. But people was like, yep. are you actually going on holiday or you're there to do some work? I'm like, ah, oh, a bit of both. I'm oh, there to, oh, yeah, a bit of both. So it's like, it is a holiday, but I'm technically working at the same time. Yep. But it's something that I love enjoying doing anyway. So it's yep. so, so good. So it doesn't feel like work. Exactly. It doesn't feel like work. It, 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 it feels like I'm just being a fan and yep. I just get to talk football. Like, this is yep. what I love doing. This is why I love doing the world's team. So, yeah. like, at the end of the day, I'm just a fan, just get to speak football and it just feels great, you know? But, oh, yeah. But uh, we'll call that, this is the end of the show, folks. Um, but yeah, before we go, just tell everybody where they could find you on social media. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at JessNavarez underscore. That's where I spend the most time uh, because it gives me the freedom to tweet anything. Cowboys, Taylor Swift, some Disney every now and then. Um, I like to mix it up on Twitter. So follow me on Twitter and let's let's talk. Tweet me, especially if you're an Eagles fan. I would love. Oh, bring the fire. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you guys, you can get me at IMP Stu on Instagram and Twitter. But I will say, Jess, it's been an absolute honor to have you here on the world's team. Because if there's one thing we keep saying, it's not just America's team. It is the world's team. So thank you. But be sure, folks, 
to follow bloggingtheboys.com for all your content needs. RJ, Jess, she does articles as well. She does the Daily Cowboys, uh, Dallas Cowboys Daily every Friday. Be sure to check that out. And uh, But yeah, visit bloggingtheboys.com for all your content needs. And we'll finish up there.